Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I'm very excited because I have a special guest with me. My friend Jay Hernandez is here and he is going to talk to you about his journey and his experience with a near-death experience that helped him. It kind of shifted him on his path. Hi, Jay. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. I'm excited to have you here. So um, before we get started, I want to tell everybody kind of how I met you, because I think it's kind of an interesting story. Um, okay. I met Jay... When we both belong to the same Facebook group, the Clairvoyant Collective, and I was scrolling through the page one day and I saw this picture that was absolutely incredible. It was a picture of, it looked like an outline of an angel and it looked like Archangel Michael. Was that Archangel Michael? Yes, it was. So it was this beautiful photo and you could clearly see the outline almost, you could almost see the entire thing really and this beautiful blue color. And I remember looking at it and just being blown away by that. So I reached out to you. I didn't even know who you were, but I reached out to you and said, do you mind if I post this on my page? Because it's just so incredible. And you were kind enough. You said, sure, no problem. You can post it anywhere. So I posted it. And then from there, we just kind of had a conversation back and forth and just sort of kept in touch and then started talking a little more about our different journeys. And that's sort of how we became friends. And and you told me, or I guess I saw on Clairvoyant Collective, the story about your near-death experience. So do you remember any of that? Uh, Yes, I do. I I remember um, posting that information on that page. And that's basically how um, you and I uh, started talking so I think that your story is really interesting, but I'm going to go back even before your near-death experience because Jay and I, we've had kind of deep conversations before about how our spiritual awakening has happened because he told me that he listened to my podcast. And as many of you know who listen to my podcast, my experience started from you know a breakup. That was my kind of dark night of the soul that turned everything around for me. And Jay, you sort of had a similar experience. I mean, at least what started it was uh, a major event in your life. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. um, So basically, I went through a divorce um, in uh, 2015. um, And at that moment, um, it was the turning point for me where I wanted to um, I guess I was just uh, blaming myself for not being able to uh, keep the marriage. And I think like most people, uh, we tend to blame ourselves for things that we weren't responsible for. Uh, but nonetheless, I just decided that I wanted to change my life and I wanted to basically start to love me, uh, myself. Um, I was thinking about it. Um, I remember also doing some reading about um, men going through divorce and what they do. And um, a lot of the material that I was reading was sort of pointing to the to were talking about like, you know, when you don't love yourself, you really don't 
um, or cannot truly love anyone else or find somebody that can truly love you. So then at that moment, I wanted to change my life around and start to love myself, um, to start finding things that I love about me, uh, doing things that I haven't done before, um, rather than me jumping into another relationship, which is what most people do. Um, and mainly because a lot of people are used to being with somebody. So technically they just don't want to be alone. And I did not want to do that anymore. I just wanted to, um, be happy and do the things that make me happy. And so I, um, started to, um, listen to a lot of positive podcasts. I, uh, was listening to, um, a bunch of other podcasts that talk about self-love and what people normally do um, versus just jumping into dating again. And so that's basically how I started to um, begin this journey. And um, as I was looking through it, I remember um, finding a certain podcast that kind of uh, gave me hope that everything was going to be fine. And then from there on, I just uh, uh, began to do things on my own. Um, I, I'm a single father and uh, have my older daughter that lives with me full time. And um, so it, it's not easy, as many of you know, that being a single father with no support from anyone, um, it, it's, it's, it can be challenging, especially with your uh, day-to-day life. Um, so that's that's where everything started, basically. Okay, and I love that. And I think, you know, we have a lot of similarities as probably do a lot of people listening to this podcast right now. You know, there are a lot of single parents who listen to my podcast and being a single parent, I know it's a struggle. And I think it's amazing that, you know, you do what you do and you're still choosing to focus on the positive because it could be very easy to focus on the negative and the stress and I don't want to do this anymore, but you show up, you know, for your kids and, and you have a positive attitude about it, which I love. So that's kind of your background of what was leading up to this. Now, um, I want you to talk about your near death experience. These things have always fascinated me. Um, and I've read books about them, but everyone's story is just a little different. And I think that's what makes this so interesting. So if you want to go ahead and kind of talk us up to what happened the day leading to that experience for you. Um, yes. So basically it's not very long, but it was very, um, it was beautiful. Um, so basically by the time this, this was around, uh, this was actually, um, it happened on Thanksgiving day. Uh, on 2016. So right on that, right on that day, I mean, at that point, it's been, it had been already um, quite some time that I had been working on myself. I was in a good place. I am in a good place. And that day, my daughter and I were supposed to uh, cook a turkey for both of us. And because we don't have any family here in Arizona, um, so we wanted to do this turkey, and I remember that day my daughter ended up getting a phone call from my ex-wife asking her if she could join her uh, for Thanksgiving and if it was okay. And I remember my daughter asking me if she could go. Um, and I, in a way, didn't want her to go because I 
did not want to be alone. But then again, uh, my daughter and I are always together. So I just, and I could tell that she wanted to go. So then I, I said, okay, you know, you can go. And um, she, uh, you know, got picked up. And then at that point, I, I sort of felt like, okay, so what am I going to do? Um, and right at that point, I received a text message from one of my, my best friends, actually. And which he's, um, he is also from out of state and does not have any family here. And he invited me to his home to have turkey with his roommates. And there was going to be a few other people there. Um, and the people, everybody there basically um, was from out of town and they couldn't go home. So um, they were doing a Friendsgiving instead of Thanksgiving. And I, of course, I you know, was like, okay, I'm going to go. Um, and he said, okay, you know, just bring whatever you, you know, you want to drink, you know, if you do want to drink or and bring a dessert. So I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. And within the hour, you know, I got ready and um, was feeling happy about it. Uh, stopped by the store, got some couple beers, and um, picked up a couple pies, you know, for dessert. And then I arrived at his home. And when I walked in, you know, I met his uh, roommates. And um, um, at that point, we all sat down at, t- at the dinner table uh, while he was doing the cooking. And um, one of his roommates um, is from Italy. And uh, he was there uh, with his girlfriend, and everyone else uh, was from here in the U.S. So we were just talking about it. They were actually talking to him, letting him know that Thanksgiving, you know, here in the U.S., we normally take naps after we eat because, you know, we eat so much. And, uh, you know, he just was having an issue understanding why, you know, we take naps. And so we were kind of laughing about it. Um, and then at that point, um, is when I woke up in this dark room, um, if you want to call it a room, and it was it was so dark that you couldn't see anything. And normally, when you're in a dark room in your room or anywhere, you can still see. Uh, this place, it was just pitch black. You cannot see anything. There was nothing around, no walls, no nothing. It was just an empty black space. And I felt myself laying down on a table, but there was no table, um, if that makes sense. I, I was sort of floating, I guess, but it felt like there was some sort of a surface. Um, I did not have a body either. I noticed that there was no body, but yet I was able to feel some sort of feeling or sensation that I was laying on something. So and is it like you were connected to your body still, but out of it or... Um, it, it felt like I, well, the feeling was that I had a body, but I did not have one. Okay. So, you know, I know that's going to be a little confusing. No, the I only, think I understand what you're, you're talking the about. The reason, I, yeah, because I felt like laying on a table. I mean, I can only compare it like if a massage table mm-hmm. uh, is what I can compare it to. The feeling of laying on something, but yet there's nothing there. I mean, this is just black. There's no table. There's no body. Nothing but I can still have that feeling. And uh, to the right, I started to see a uh, a pinhole light, um, like a little just drop of light that started to form um, little by little. Um, And then before I even get to that, I I wasn't scared. Yes, it was dark. Um, You couldn't see anything. 
but yet I wasn't wondering where I was. I wasn't, I did not have the feeling of, okay, so where am I? Um, or being scared, if that makes sense. I, it was just like I was there. And the light showed up very small, and then it started to form into a bigger uh, circle of light. And then as it started to get bigger, um, it started to shine or cascade towards me like a like a tunnel basically mm-hmm. and so the, the 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 bigger the tunnel was opening the light was reaching out to me but it the light looked like it was almost raining down on me but it was just lights like ray of lights um and um almost like rain basically um reflecting against the light almost as if when you're looking outside and it's raining and you can see the light, you can see the drops falling. That's what it looked like, but it was just, just rays of light. And the bigger it got, um, I noticed a door inside the light. So at this point it looks, it looked like, like a big tunnel. And then inside that tunnel, there was a door. And through that door, I saw, uh, shapes of people there waiting um and waving almost as if they were welcome you know ready to welcome me um it just looked like they were just there waiting for me to to enter this tunnel of light mm-hmm. and as the light got closer to me it started to feel warm and it felt like like a mother's love uh-huh. um, i felt love like never before like everything was okay and as soon as that light was on me i felt myself getting up from this surface that i was laying on and but without me doing anything it like did it on its own and just remember that i don't have a body but it felt like i did and it's almost like the light was making my 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 soul or my body just automatically get up and walk towards this light. And it was just felt so beautiful. I, I, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything. I wasn't thinking about my daughter. I wasn't thinking about home. I wasn't thinking about where am I? I mean, nothing. I, it felt like it was, it was home. This is where I belong. And I wanted to go. Um, there was no fear whatsoever. And, um, at this point, you know, I can still see the figures at, at the end of this tunnel through this door waiting. And then as I got up or felt myself got up automatically um, and I stood up, which, again, it felt like I did stand on something, but yet there's nothing around. Um, I felt this hand on, on the right shoulder that stop me from walking into the actual tunnel um and then when i looked to my right there was this tall figure which looked like an angel which was you know it had the wings and it was it was it was made out of light and when i looked i wasn't afraid and then i looked closer and it was it was archangel michael and then he started to talk to me but when he was talking to me he was doing it through his mind i would say 
like, so it was kind of like thing. telepathy yeah right so that you know there was no movement of the mouth and you know he, he started to talk to me um and the voice was sort of an echo voice type of thing it was just you know a really deep voice where he said that he it wasn't time for me to go yet and to not be afraid of dying and um you know i have a purpose and you know that i i need to go back because the world needs me and this was my uh, this is my new beginning basically um it's what he said and that i couldn't go wow and at this time while he's talking you know i, I have the, the light it's already still shining on me and like almost you know ready for me to walk into it and I really wanted to go um, it's it's I didn't want to go back I mean I had the feeling where I just didn't know anything else but I just wanted to go to this light because it just felt so good and this is where I belong this is my home automatically I just found this home I'm ready and you know he just he said no and when then at that moment I felt a huge blow uh, to my chest and as soon as I, I felt that blow, I was I woke up and I was in uh, on the floor, uh, on my friend's kitchen floor, and everybody was around me. I had paramedics around me, and they were uh, giving me CPR basically at that point. Wow! And when when I woke up, I was covered covered in sweat. Um, the first reaction I I had was to get up, and I tried, and they they forced me down, and they were telling me not to get up, and, and I was. When I woke up, I was actually scared because, you know, last memory I had, I was sitting at the table. You know, we're talking about taking naps, you know, Thanksgiving in Turkey. And then, then I'm, I'm in this dark room and then I have this interaction, you know, with the light and this angel. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm laying down and, and people people's, is all over around me. And basically, I, I just wanted to get up. I felt energized. I... I almost as if I worked out yeah and at the end you know you're sweating and you're you're just, just you feel energized you feel good you mm-hmm. know yeah and that's how I felt and they just didn't want me to get up and I, I started to ask you know what happened and everybody was just screaming and panicking you know I, my friend was crying and there was people screaming um then at that point um they you know asked me if I was okay. I said I was fine. And, you know, they said I needed to go to the hospital. I said, I, I don't want to go to the hospital. I felt good. And they said, no, you're not fine. You know, you, you, you were, you, know, you were unconscious, you were gone and, um, you had no pulse, you know, you definitely you know, take you to the hospital. And I said, I don't want to go to the hospital. And I, long story short, I ended up going to the hospital and I asked, my friend who was there what really happened and he said that when I was sitting there talking and so just to give you an idea um, I'm sitting at this table and I've got people to my left and I've got have a a guy to my left and I have this girl to my right and which was one of his roommates uh, girlfriend that was sitting there and um, she he said that I when we're talking about taking naps i guess i fell over on this girl next to me i fell on her and so they thought that so they started laughing because they thought that i was acting like as as if i was taking a nap 
Uh-huh. Taking about taking nuts, but he said that it was weird because my eyes were open. And then I guess the uh, the the girl next to me said, "No, you know he's not okay because at that point it was dead weight. You know, I was really like falling on her. I was just laying, you know, leaning on her, and she's like, no, he's really heavy. He's not okay. Um, you know, let's put him down on the floor.' And I guess that's when everybody noticed that I was not responding, but yet my eyes were open. And they laid me down on the floor, and uh, it turned turned out that this woman next to me was a nurse. Uh, at the uh, works at a at the hospital and the ER in the ER. So she's familiar with this type of um, scenario, um, and she said that um, um, she checked my pulse. I have no pulse. Um, she checked it on several uh, areas of my body. There's no pulse. Um, I guess uh, uh, I was changing colors. Uh, my lips were already turning purple. Uh, my body was already convulsing, almost as if shutting down. You know, is what they were saying. Uh, apparently, this woman was like, you know, I've seen it before. That's it's normal. This is what happens when your body starts to shut down. And uh, at this point, I have no color, and yet my eyes are open. Wow. And then she she began to uh, give me uh, CPR. In the meantime, they um, called by one one. Um, so during this time, I guess I was having my experience on the other side, and um, basically, um, that's that's what happened. Um, you know, I think this was, I think over fifteen minutes. I would say 10, 10 15 minutes. But um, by the time everyone got there, so. Um, that's what they said and right after that when i was at the hospital you know they they um checked me i mean they did a a ton of tests basically i spent the night and um at the end of the day basically the next day um, they said there was nothing wrong with me there was i was perfectly fine but that there was something wrong with me and they couldn't find it so they said I couldn't couldn't go home. They were gonna let me go home after, but then I could not drive, and I needed to go see a cardiologist right off the bat because since they couldn't find anything, for sure it has to be my heart. Um, so I did. I, I uh, after I went home, I made an appointment. Um, I saw a cardiologist. This cardiologist um, hooked up this machine. A uh, bunch of little plugs on me with this little box, you know, that I had to carry with me for a week, basically. And um, I remember it just like yesterday because I couldn't shower for a week. <laughs> and I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of caught my attention is like, you know, I couldn't what? You know, I can't shower. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, uh, after this week, I went back, and they took it off, and they couldn't give me the results right then and there, but they said, okay, you know, you're safe to drive you know um and they didn't want me to drive because they didn't want me to have an episode and technically fall asleep on the wheel you know have an accident yeah and so um after i went back i think it was a couple of weeks i went back um the cardiologist saw me and then at this point he says okay so before we go over your results let's do a 3d an ultrasound of your heart a 3d ultrasound which i've never had one before and it was, it was amazing because it was in color. You can see your heart pumping and moving and all the blood going in and out. And, you know, I think it was a good 20 minutes. And after, you know, he 
sat me down and he says, you know, I don't understand, you know, what's happening here, but you're very healthy. There's nothing wrong with your heart. Uh, if there was, you know, your everything came back right, perfect. Uh, the reports that this machine was was was, you know, given to them was everything was perfect basically. There was nothing wrong. And he told me that the, he only knew one other person, and his career, which I think he said he was he had been doing this for thirty plus years. And he said, I've only met one person where this happened to him and there was really nothing wrong with him. He's fine now. It never happened to him. So this is probably one of those things that, you know, you know, it's just never going to happen. But there was, if there was something wrong, just something, you know, wrong, we could have followed it, but there was nothing. I mean, everything looks perfect. You're, you're healthy. And, and normally I exercise a lot. Um, I eat well. I mean, I, I treat you know, take care of myself, and uh, I, I don't smoke, you know, I don't abuse any alcohol or anything like that, I don't do drugs, and so, you know, he just said, there's nothing wrong with me, um, and then right after that, I noticed that I began to develop uh, a different sense of things, um, I noticed, I remember that the, the, the next day after that, I woke up, um, and I looked at myself in the mirror, you know, in the morning when you get ready for work, and you brush your teeth and stuff like that and I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I just I I saw that it was me but it wasn't me um, I can I can only describe it as it was my body and I looked like me but but there was somebody else inside of me I, I it was a new person basically almost as if I was I, like if I was just born and but trapped in this same body mm -hmm. and you know there i mean going forward everywhere i went and drove everything just looked better it looked brighter it looked like almost as if you go from watching black and white tv and then you switch to a color tv and you're like wow you know everything looks so nice and, um and so that's what everything looked like everything looked perfect everything looked brighter everything looked everything just looked new um i can only compare it to maybe a baby you know when he starts walking and talking you know he's discovering the world you know everything is just like amazing right everything's i'm curious mm -hmm. um and so that's exactly how i felt you know the air felt cool I, I, you know I, everything just felt new and and nice and I was it was fascinating because wherever I went, I was just looking around everywhere. I was looking everywhere I went, like like if I'm discovering this new place for the first time. Basically, that's what it felt like, and um, it just everything. My voice, how I moved, everything was. I was doing it, but it didn't feel like I was doing it. Um, so uh, it's kind of like it my new soul or whoever I, I am or it was, was there it was I'm learning how to navigate this body basically I'm functioning yeah but I'm not aware of me doing everything and um, it was it was really cool to be honest with you I mean even to this point right now I know what I'm doing now uh, but everything still looks very bright very nice um, the air just feels good. Um, even if I live in an area that is not so healthy, you know, it's everything just feels perfect. And then I started to, you know, I started to develop this. I, 
abilities where I was able to, you know, see um, a lot of images and figures and people that I thought I was going crazy, you know. So I, I remember going to my family doctor, you know, telling her that, you know, I, I talked to her about it and she was able to pull a report from the hospital. And I told her that I was seeing things that was hallucinating because I kept seeing figures you know some of them were transparent and some of them were solid but they but other people just couldn't see it or sometimes i would be asleep and they would be next to me in my next to my bed um and then so i thought that i was hallucinating and you know that maybe this was a product of, of what happened and you know so she said that uh, because it was a traumatic you know experience that you know it's very normal and so she prescribed me you know some medicine for me to take and it was going to help me and honestly, the more I took this medicine, the, the sicker I got. Like, it was making me sick. It wasn't helping me. I was still seeing these figures, but yet my body was just rejecting it. Uh, I, I felt myself being nauseous. And um, I went back, and so they she prescribed me a different one. And it was the same thing, you know, to the point where I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe this is just not... Maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm... I'm you know, I went back to what... You know, the angel was telling me, you know, that this is, you know, I have a journey or I have a purpose. And um, I was already reading and, and, and looking into, you know, spirituality, basically. And um, I, I, at that point, I started to listen to and reading about near-death experiences. And a lot of people had similar um, experiences where they were seeing the same things or hearing the same things. And, uh, um, they were just talking about that this was normal, that this is a new beginning, uh, a new journey. And so I started to feel better about it. And I stopped taking this medicine and I immediately felt better. Um, and the more and more um, I continue to pay attention to, to these figures, you know, the more and more I knew that these were people who, you know, were, were dead um, and there were just spirits roaming around here, everywhere I went. Um, and I just, you know, it was just really, really interesting to learn how to live with that and to learn how to live with yourself, knowing that it's not really you inside anymore, um, if that makes sense. I mean, it kind of it makes sense to me, like from what you're describing, as you said, it's almost like you were reborn and it's like a baby you know, how when a baby is born and how they see things, for, they see the world for the first time, it makes sense because when children are here and when babies are born, they're born with abilities. And we all have, you know, psychic abilities, whatever you want to call it. And it's only as we get older, and not everybody, some people still maintain their abilities, but many of us, we just forget those abilities because society or our parents or whatever say no that's not really you're not really seeing anything like from my parents they told me I had an imaginary friend and I know it was a guide but I didn't I didn't know as a kid I didn't know who she was I just knew there was somebody that I loved talking to and she always told me about things and my parents just said oh you had an imaginary friend and now as an adult I know no it wasn't an imaginary friend it was one of my guides so for you going through that experience it's like it makes sense that you came out of that having your psychic abilities because it's like a, a newborn baby who isn't conditioned and told you can't. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. 
exactly just like that. So, um, and, and I started to look at, um, you know, I'm, I'm was raised uh, Catholic, basically in a Catholic family, and uh, I I started to look at religion in a whole different way um, because, in a way, I had this knowledge of so many different things after this um, experience almost as if they just loaded all this information into me I started to look at religion in a whole different way um, because I'm it feels like when I was having this experience aside from the interaction that it had with Archangel Michael, at the same time, I was giving, given all this knowledge about what the universe or God, however you want to, you guys want to call it, is all about, which is totally different from what a religion is, Catholic or any other religion for that matter. Um, I have all this knowledge, almost as if it was downloaded into me, if you want to call it. I mean, if you want to put it in words, I had, I have all this knowledge, you know, that were, you know, religion to me now it's, um, it's like a box is how I describe it. You know, you have to fit into this box or, or a cult or whatever you want to call it, where they're, they're telling you what you can and cannot do. And if you do what they're telling you that you cannot do or their Bible, because every single religion has their own Bible. Um, and not that I'm disputing the Bible itself, but I've noticed every single religion has a different Bible and they have different meanings or they talk about different things. So therefore, I feel like it's not the real thing for me. Yeah, it's contradictory. Um, so right. And so I, so I feel like, okay, so Catholic, being Catholic or whatever it is, any other religion feels like it's this box, you know, where, you know, they keep inside this box. And um, to me, I, I, I immediately, I, I, I know that I'm not a Catholic anymore. Um, I know maybe some people may have an issue with what I'm saying or may not. But I, it's something that I just can't explain how it is, this knowledge. But, you know, God or the universe loves us for who we are and how, however we are. Whether if you're, you know, gay or, or lesbian or... If you whatever, if you if you've done something wrong, but you know you learned your lesson, you know, and you're trying to do better, God forgives, and because He loves us all, you know, they they really do, and He really does. And so, versus some religions, kind of isolate you and they tell you that it's wrong, uh, or if you eat this, you know, it, it's wrong, or if you do a certain thing, you're gonna go to hell. I mean. It almost sounds like they judge you. Yeah. And um, if you step out of their boundaries, and that's wrong. I think the church is wrong when they, when they talk about that. Well, and, and you know, I think uh, a lot of religions are just, they were formed to keep people in line, really. Right. And, and, and at the same time, I mean, I see they mean well. I mean, I see I'm not saying it's wrong, but at the same time, they forget that they forget to forgive and forget, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're supposed to forgive. And by not doing that, by telling you what you should do and what, you know, what you're, what's going to happen, you're judging, they're judging you. And, um, 
a lot of those people too, you know, they, they go to church and they, they pray, they do their thing. And during that hour or whatever, they they love each other and they're happy. But then as soon as they step out of that church, they go back to who they are. Yeah. And a lot of people are just, you know, they're, they're mean, they're judgmental. They don't love their neighbor. You know, um, they criticize one another. You know, they, they, you know, some people may have more than others, you know, but so they, a lot of people, you know, feel they're better than others. Now they go back to their normal selves. And to me, that's being a hypocrite, basically. Mm-hmm. Because just because you go to church every Sunday doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're a good person or you're, you have God in your life. Yeah. You know, I, you don't necessarily have to be at a, at a church to have God in your life. I think so that a lot of people are turned off for that reason by religion, you know? Yeah, so I, I just, you know, I, I felt like at this point, no, you know, God loves us all. The universe loves us all and forgives us, you know? And, you know, some people, you know, they they start learning out of different stages, you know? It's, it's all about the, the perfect timing, divine timing, you know, basically. You know, some people are already at a younger age. Some people have to live their life and make a lot of mistakes, but then they... They start to learn what they should be doing, you know. So there's there's not a right or wrong, but you know we should just love one another and forgive one another. It doesn't matter if you're white, if you're brown or black. It doesn't matter, you know. This this whole you know color of people, you know, just has to go away. And it's, it's unfortunate that is there's a lot of that happening. And and to me, I, I stopped going to church. I really did because I have God in my life. I have a closer connection with him, mm-hmm. the angels or universe, however you want to call it. I have a better connection and I practice every single day self-love and love for others and forgive and forget. Um, you know, even when somebody is being mean to you or giving you the finger, you know what I mean? It's I've learned to just look look away or just wish them well or send love you know, their way versus reacting in, a, in the same way. Um, which is what we're supposed to be doing. And um, so that's, it's just how, it's amazing how this information is embedded into me now. And it, it has made me a, ber- a better person, uh, a better human. And um, also, the more and more I come around different people, the more and more I can feel their energy or the type of people they are. And honestly, it's not like I'm judging, but I love myself more and i i am not going to allow myself to be around people who are just toxic or give you that vibe you know that negative vibe whether if it's family or not or friends yeah you know i have made many changes in my life i have left a lot of friends who i thought they were friends and maybe they were but they're just their beliefs are not there or their vibe is not there they're just very negative um and when you're in a place of self-love and you just do everything without without expectation you just do everything in love in the name of god basically you know and you feel the energy of other people and you just want to be around people who are who match your energy Mm -hmm. um and um you know you start to pick and choose who you want to hang out with Uh, and um that's when you know you're you're ready to to make changes in your life to feel better because you know there's other things ahead of you. <clears throat> and a lot of times when you have those type of people around you, they just keep you stuck. And I mean, I've listened to many of your podcasts, you know, where you go over all these scenarios, you know. It could be partner, it could be your, your wife, or it could be your partner, you know, that is just so damn negative. 
And obviously, it's not like you can just leave them, you know, um, but you can, you know, obviously, we all have choices. You know, a lot of people are with their spouses because they really love them. And some are because that's just how it is. You know, they don't believe in divorce or they don't they don't want to be alone or, you know, it's because they're doing it because of the kids, you know, when they're not realizing that there's no love there. And that's what the kids are seeing. You know, it's okay for my mom or my dad to stay in this marriage because they don't love each other. It's okay for me to do that. So when they grow up, you know, they can just be with somebody and, and, and be unhappy because that's what they saw from their parents, you know? Yeah, you're um, modeling, you know, the what your your te- the children learn more from what you show them by right. than what you tell them. Yeah. But you always have a choice. Yeah. You always have a choice. You know, you have to be happy. You have to take care of you. How could you possibly love anyone else or take care of take care of anyone else for that matter if you're not taking care of you or loving yourself? You're not going to attract that person who truly loves you. Right. Um which you you've talked about before. Um there's just so much to it that you know, my whole life is different. You know, I love my life. I love the way things are, um, you know, with me and for me. And, and I've, since then, I've attracted new people. I've attracted new friends. And a few friends that I have are very positive. And, you know, of course, life happens, you know, things go wrong. But they're not the type of people who say, oh, you know, this happened to me and poor me. And I, what am I going to do? And next thing you know. They're just complaining, blaming everything else around them except themselves. You know, my friends take responsibility for what they, if they did something or they know that it's not permanent, you know, they'll, they'll be okay with it. You know, they'll accept it knowing that you can't control it and they'll move forward and think of, okay, well, tomorrow's a new day. You know, yeah. I love that about, you know, about the new people around you. Um, and so when you start to feel love and, and, and you start to make changes in your life, things start to change for you, you know, around you, people, the, the right people come into your life, you know, new opportunities. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and I talk about this all the time, but when you change yourself, those around you change and either they will grow with you or they will grow away from you, apart from you. And you have to be okay with the fact that whatever happens, it's for your highest good. It's only going to exactly. help you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've said it many times. You, you give out a lot of examples, uh, you know, from toxic relationships to family members. You know, of course, you can't just get away from family members, which you can. You know, you can just not talk to them, you know, for a while. Or you can ignore text messages or phone calls, you know, especially when, you know, those type of people who just call you to vent all their problems to you. And until you learn how to block that type of energy... I would recommend to not talk to those type of people because, or empaths, I would say, right? Yeah. You know, they're, you know they, they take other people's energy, which I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but I think we're all are in, in some way. But until you know how to protect yourself from that type of energy, I wouldn't want to be around anyone or want anybody to call me just so they can dump their energy on me because then it affects me. Yeah. And yeah. then I have a crappy day. It, de- it depletes your energy, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. You know, it, it, and so that is, that is no benefit. And some people may say, well, you know, I'm, I'm his or her friend and I want to listen. Okay, fine, listen. But it just, a lot of the times it gets out of hand where it can make you sick or have anxiety or whatever, you know? 
Well, um, and I feel like, you know, you're enabling someone if you're just allowing them to continue griping and complaining instead of just saying, I know some people need to vent sometimes, but you know, people in your life who are constant complainers. And at some point you have to say, you know, look, are you, you know, if you're so miserable in your life, do something. It's all about changing your mindset. Right. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that if you are a real friend to somebody, you're going to tell them what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, if they're complaining about their spouse or if something went wrong and it's over and over again, the same thing. You, it's your duty if you're really their friend. Because if you're really a friend, the definition of a friend is you're going to be honest with them. You're just not going to tell them what they want to hear. And then whenever you hang up or you're away from them, you're going to tell what you should have told them behind their back right. to somebody else. That's not a friend. And if, if you think that that's who a friend is, you're totally wrong. But to me, if you're a real friend, you're going to tell them, hey, listen, you know, I'm here for you. But like you said, you know, hey, you need to change this. You've been telling me this whole thing over and over again. You need to do something about it or quit complaining. Own it up. Own up to it. Because when somebody's complaining, for the most part, they're always blaming somebody else. And rarely you hear them taking responsibility for what they did or contributed to it. Um, so to me, a real friend is really going to get there. And sometimes you just have to let them go. If you really care the way you feel, if you really care about yourself, because if you continue to enable in them, you really just don't really care for yourself because you know, your vibe is going to change. Your energy is going to change, you know, after you hang up the phone or talk to this person. Yeah. And you always have a choice. I, you know, I mean, I see this. Um, I have to say, you know, and I've heard, I know people have heard me say this on this podcast, but you're one of those people for me that I sometimes in my humanness, you know, and I'm having a bad day, I will text you or I will call you and say, oh my gosh, this happened. And you throw my words right back at me. And we laugh about that and joke that you're always like telling me exactly what I've already said to somebody else. But a true friend does that. A true friend says, you know, look, this is how you can be better. And they want you to be better. Right. And, and the good thing about you is when we talk is that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's basically you change it. You know, you hear it and then you, you change it. You know, you change your attitude, you know. Um, and that's what it's all about is about growing. Basically, you have to help each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's different if I was to tell you, hey, you know, this is what you said. You know, you should practice what you preach, you know, and, you could, you know, other people can be like, you know what, whatever, screw you. You know, you're supposed to be my friend. Yeah. You know, it's, it's different, you know. So I think that true friends are going to do that for each other. And if the other person is just not ready, maybe, you know, you need to get away from that person. And if you feel like you can't, maybe it's it's you really don't care about yourself as much as you think you do. Um, um, so it's it's been it's been a life changing event for me. Um, I am grateful. I am thankful. And um, I, you know, how we became friends, you know, too. It's one of those things where it was meant to happen. You know, people just come into your life. You know, um, I've learned to just accept it. Um, I also tend to not put limitations um, or how it needs to happen. I just let it happen. I'm open to whatever happening, you know. Mm -hmm. And most people just want to control everything. And they don't realize that we are we can't control everything. There's certain things you can, which is how you react to things and how you react to other people. 
Um, but for the most part, there's a lot of things that we just can't control. And we have a choice. Do we want to feel good about it or do we want to feel bad about it? Yeah. And either way, we're not going to be able to change it. So we're not feel good about it, knowing that things are going to be okay. I mean, I think all of us have gone through so many, some some difficult uh, experiences or, or situations. But at the end of the day, if you think back, they worked out somehow. And throughout the process, you know, do you want to feel like crap or do you want to feel good about it? Because, you know, either way, that, you know, you can't control it. So why not feel good about it? And by feeling good about it, things may change even quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, things behind it, but we just always have a choice. Yeah. And that's one of those things I'm still, you know, I, even myself, I still am learning every day and through in, in even just the past month, I think for me, one of the lessons that has come through majorly is just knowing that it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. As long as I remember that there's a plan, I'm always being taken care of. Everything's going to work out perfectly. And it's trusting that, you know? Right. You know, I mean, I think there's lots of ways to, to, to help. There's going to be a lot of situations that are going to be coming our way all the time. And they're going to be basically tests, you know, that are going to see if how far we've, how much we've learned, you know, and how we handle those tests is how we determine where we are. Yeah. And we have to just keep learning every single day um, and doing our best, but to make sure that we are really doing our best. Um, and I mean, I honestly, I think you and I have talked about it before where I don't, I don't watch news. I don't have TV. Yeah, I don't have cable because when you turn on the TV, that's all you see is bad news. Yeah. Negativity. Um, you know, the radio, I mean, everything, you know, everything is just so conditioned to kind of get you to, to be happy, social media or whatever, everything is about negativity or, or, or sexual, whatever, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, there's never good, there's never something good out there. Um, so, you know, like, like I've said before, if, if you're in a place where you know, you can control yourself and how to shield yourself from all this negativity, then fine, go ahead and do what you got to do. But if you're, you can't, I would keep away from all of that. It's a process. It really it is. It happen overnight. Yeah, and it is. And you and I had this conversation one night, too, where we were talking about Facebook. And you said, oh, I, had, I just went through and I had to clean up my Facebook because I was following these people and they were very negative. And I said to you, oh my gosh, I was just thinking I needed to do that because I kept seeing the same like 25 people and a couple of them that I kept seeing, like their posts were always so negative and I kept thinking I needed to go through and, and then we had that conversation. I'm like, oh, this is my, this is my synchronicity. This is my sign from the universe that yes, you need to go through and clean up your social media and stop following people. You know, you can still be friends with them, but unfollow them. So you're not seeing everything that they post. Right. I mean, I went through, I deleted a bunch of people and yeah, they probably were upset on me, but they don't know. I don't, they don't have to know. And I don't have to explain myself because I'm putting myself first. I always put myself first. You know, I know I'm a single parent. My daughter depends on me. Um, but if I'm not okay, how can I possibly take care of her? Right. So I always have to be the first one. And that's one of the 
biggest problems, if I want to call it, that everybody wants to put everyone else first and they put themselves last. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they're unhappy, they're drained, you know, and then you eventually become sick. Um, yeah. And so and- I did that. I. And I was going to say, you know, you and I are both single parents and even sometimes we put our children first to the point of it being a detriment to ourselves, if that makes sense. You know, people will say like, oh, oh, you have to, they come first and you, everything has to be about your kids. And while I understand that and I get that you do have to take care of them, but you have to take care of yourself as well. And I think people forget that they, they know, they forget that it's important for you to take you time too when you can. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you have somebody else, you know, there that's going to take care of them for you. Um, you know, in our situation, you know, if we're not okay, we can't, you know? So, um, you know, going back to the Facebook thing, I, I got rid of a lot of people and the few people I do have, they're not really bad actually, but I, I do unfollow a lot of people. I pick and choose who I follow. and, And that's because again, that's taking care of me. But it's different. The people I have now, most mostly they're all positive. You know, it took me a while to get those people. And I don't have a ton of it. And I know who they are. And, um, you know, it's just, you, there's, these are just steps that you have to take in order to take care of you, mm-hmm. your energy, how you feel. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, I'm still learning. But... If I look at myself four years ago to now, it's night and day. And I'm so thankful for everything that has happened and the efforts that I've made. And I pissed off a lot of people. Um, and maybe some people you know, feel like, okay, you know, maybe he thinks he's better than me. But in reality, that's not it. Um, so I really don't care what people think. I'm very honest. Sometimes I'm way too honest. I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't think people should. Because that's just how the world is. You can't really say what you feel because everybody gets hurt. Right. I really don't care. You know, I really don't. I'm, and if anything, I'm doing you a favor if I'm being honest with you. You know, if you need to hear something, I'm going to tell you the way it is. Why even should we code, code it? You know, you're not going to learn from it. Um, so I, that's just how I live my life now. And you can either like it or, or not. But just, you know, there's always something there um, to change or to improve. Right. Um, and why, you know, that's how it was before, you know, I'm 45, you know, I, you know, was raised in the eighties, you know, um, there was no cell phones and it just, it was just so different basically. And uh, nobody was just so sensitive about everything. I mean, I, I, I don't like that. Um, how everybody gets hurt about it but you know too bad i mean you know you're a jerk i'm gonna call you a jerk that's just how it is you know <laughs> and i would want that the same you know to me if i'm being a jerk to somebody i want them to tell me exactly how i'm feeling how i'm acting so that i can correct it mm-hmm. that's just how what it's all about um so you know there's just so much that i can talk about but um that's for the most part that's exactly what who i am after my accident and um Um, I love it. I wouldn't change it. I think what is so great about your story, too, is just how much more confident you seem to be afterwards. Because, I I mean, I didn't know you before, obviously, but you can just, 
when I talk to you, you can tell that you're very confident in your own skin. And I think that that's great. And I think that's what we're striving to be and what a lot of people still need to work on, and myself included, that it's you have to be comfortable in your own skin and being who you are and not afraid of what anyone else thinks of you. And when you can get to that point, that's a freedom that I think not many people know, but how great that is, you know? It really is. Um, it really is when you, when you just love yourself for who you are, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to answer to anyone else. And if they don't like it, that's too bad. You know, um, because that's just how it is. Everybody has to fit in now. Everybody has to look a certain way. Yeah. You know, everybody has to talk a certain way. Everybody has to have this or so that. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, when you die, when you go to the next level, it doesn't matter if you're rich or not. What matters is what kind of person you were and how you treated, you know, how did, how, how you feel about things, you know? Yeah. Did you really love your neighbor? Did you really act, do things in love? Or did you do things because you knew you were going to get something out of it? You know, that's what really counts, what kind of person you are, not what you have. You know, if you're one of those people who think, oh, well, I have this car, or, you know, I have this home or whatever, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Because you can be rich, you can be a really crappy person inside and treat others like crap. You can be so beautiful, but you can be so ugly inside. Yeah. You know? Um, and none of those things are truly what makes you happy. I mean, you, you hear it all the time of people who have fame and money and they're not happy. You know, they would kill to trade yeah. with somebody else who loved their life because it's not about the material things. It's not about the outside. It's about your inner self. And that's the thing that's going to truly make you happy. And I really liked what you said earlier when you were talking about, you know, how you felt like people jump into dating right after marriage or after a relationship. And, and I've said this before, they go from relationship to relationship. And what that tells me you know, without taking the time to really seriously heal your inner self is it tells me that you're not okay with being alone with yourself because you don't like yourself or you're right. afraid of being alone with yourself because you're afraid of, you know, of your own thoughts. I really think that's what it is. I think it's being alone with your own thoughts is a scary thing when you don't like yourself. Right. You know, and, you know, I know a few people who are with people who, they shouldn't be with, but because I don't know, I don't know what they see on them. They don't want to be alone. I, I truly think they don't want to be alone or they, you know, they've had many other partners and now they just want to keep this one, but they ignore the red flags or they treat them like crap. And, but yeah, they, they're okay with it. I mean, it's just, you know, I know a few people who are like that and it's just like, you know, okay. You know, if you have, if they have kids too, it's like, okay, you know, this is what you're showing your kids that it's okay to put up with this crap. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, even the famous people, you know, are rich, you know, you, you know, movie stars, you know, you see them with different partners all the time, you know, um, you, very few of them. You see that, you know, they marriages last for a long time, you know, but that's just how it is. You know, a lot of people just don't want to be alone um, or the I mean, this is just there's just so much of it that when you're in a different state of mind and when you are. Um, loving yourself, you, you start to see everything around you. And that's a sign that you can pick and choose who you want to be around with, and what kind of person you want to be. Um, so, um, I mean, to this point, I mean, it's been four years, you know, and I've been doing all of this for myself. 
Yeah. And I, I, I love it. I mean, I read, I do a lot of things I like doing. I, I mean, I'm happy with myself at this point. And I, I, I wouldn't be here right now, you know, if I, if I didn't do that work right. and continue to do it in a daily basis. Yeah. And I, I think, and I've said this before too, is the thing that's really interesting is as humans, we tend to find and see the flaws in others. That's just like a natural tendency for us. And when you learn to do things out of love instead, when you do that, when you have a partner, it's like instead of finding the flaws, instead you see all of the beauty within that person and what really makes that person lovely. And it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you, your love for that person grows more because you're not focused on the negative. You're focused on seeing the good in that person and then the good grows, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense, you know, but there's a fine line too. You know, you can be doing all of this and seeing the good in your partner, but if that person right there is not treating you right, you know, there's there's a fine line, okay? You know, you can be seeing the good and everything, but there's a fine line where you know this person is not treating you the way you should be treated. Oh, and I'm not but talking you- about that because if you love yourself fully, you're not going to be in a situation where someone would treat you poorly. You know what I mean? Like you just wouldn't even tolerate that. But I'm talking about with anyone, even in friendships, we tend to see flaws in people. And instead of, you know, seeing the good in people, but I, I, if you're really truly at a point where you love yourself, you will not even entertain someone who does not treat you the right way. That's really why, you know, people are like, oh, you're so picky. No, it's I know how I deserve to be treated and I'm not going to be with anyone who doesn't treat me that way. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I, I feel the same way, too. I know what I'm about. I know what I have to offer. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, I, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm picky, I would say. You know, I'm not going to go just with anyone. So, yeah. Um, you're very right. Well, and I think, you know, people need to start being a little pickier sometimes, you know. Um, and I think that's with a lot of relationships. I think nowadays it's just everything moves so fast and we just don't build things on solid foundations anymore. You know, it's like everyone has to rush into everything. There's no timing. There's no timeline for things. We don't shouldn't feel like we have to be at this point in our lives by this date. It's like when you learn to stop controlling that and stop saying, I have to see these results by this time and just relax and go with the flow of life and enjoy the present moment, that's when things start to fall into place. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I I love listening to your podcast because every single day you talk about something different that makes sense and reminds me, me, you know, of, of... how I should be and what I should be doing, um, how we should be doing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great. I mean, I love it. I mean, it, you know, it's, I've been listening to it for a long time. I mean, you know, we, we've had conversations about it and um, I find myself applying it um, or I could be in a situation where I'm beginning to get upset and I'm working on just getting rid of that and then just listening to your podcast. You know, a lot of the times just so happens you're talking about that. That's really funny because when you say that, 
a lot of people say that to me. They're like, you know, I was going through this and then you did a podcast episode that was just about that. And I can tell you that it's not on accident. I mean, the universe, I always ask, what do people need to hear? And that's how I get my topics. And so it, it happens for a reason. Plus, I feel like, you know, when you start to find your tribe, I feel like you're one of my tribe members. I feel like a lot of my listeners are that we kind of are on the same wavelength, if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, you know, everything is happening the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe, trust and believe. That's it. Stop questioning. That's right. And yeah, we get a lot of synchronicities, you know? Right. Um, because that yeah. happens to me too. You know, I'll be thinking about something and then somebody that is one of my listeners that I follow on Facebook posts something that's talking just about that. Or, you know, you've started this new group to keep things positive or you'll post something. And, it, you know, it's just signs from the universe that, to me, kind of say, you know, you're on the right track. You know, keep going. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's why I created a new group, you know, for to just to be positive, period. We need something positive. Yeah, we need a lot more of we've that. All, yeah, we've all been in different groups where they're positive, but then you get so many people enter that some people just lose sight of it and they start dumping the negative energy in there. And then next thing you know, it's just no longer a positive environment. And I wanted to create one where everything is just going to be positive and it's okay to vent and to ask for help. But, you know, you also have to own up to your own actions Mm -hmm. and do something about it. And you have the support, but I just mainly want it to be a place where it's just positive, positive, positive. Um, and, um, and it's going great and I'm glad that you're a part of it and I'm glad that, um, you're, my friend, and I'm glad that you're having me here too. And um, it's everything's happening for a reason, and I I love it. I mean, it's 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 awesome. I've really truly enjoyed having your friendship in my life. It's meant a lot to me. It was very unexpected because I wasn't expecting to just find this picture and then text you or send you a message asking to borrow it, and then that turning into a friendship. So it was surprising, unexpected, but in a very good way, very positive. And, you know, you're the type of friend when we talk, it's like hours, which, and it's like talking to an old soul, which is really rare to find these days, I think. And so I really appreciate that. I appreciate you and thank you for coming on here to share your story. I know that it's going to help others who are listening because I know for sure I have had other listeners tell me they've had near-death experiences. So you talking about your own experience is only going to help someone else who might be listening. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. And uh, I also thank you for your friendship. And um, I hope that uh, everyone else enjoys um, this episode. I'm sure that they will. And your story is fascinating. And um, those that know you know that you're very genuine. So just hearing your experiences, it's been an honor to have you on here today. And like I said, I know that your story is going to help others. So I want to thank Jay for um, joining me today. I want to thank all of you for listening. If you uh, would like to work with me, 
you can go to my website. It's melissaoatman.com. There you will find all of the ways that you can work with me. And for a limited time right now, because it is the holiday season and I know that holidays can be stressful, I am offering 40% off of any of my services just for a limited time. You deserve to take care of yourself. And we've been talking today about how you need to do things for yourself and to change your life. What better timing than right before the holidays and getting 40% off? There's no better time than right now to spend investing in yourself and in your change to see a life that you love instead of living a life where you feel stuck and frustrated. It's about loving your life. So take a look at what I offer and then you can email me at melissaoatman77 at gmail.com if you want to book. And as always, don't forget to join me on my Facebook Lives Mondays at 530 Central, unless it's a holiday. And then in that case, it will be on Tuesday. And also, if you would like this podcast, subscribe, share it with others. All of that helps me to get my mission out to heal as many people as possible. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. I want to thank you, Jay, again for being with me today. And I hope that you guys will have a beautiful day. I'm sending you so much love and light. Find something positive in today and know how deeply and truly blessed you all are. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.